This is exactly right. What's What's up, up, Orlando? Orlando? Oh my God, Vince is so fired. He left his sunglasses up here. (laughs) Oh, I I honestly thought you like secretly brought them on stage. Like, here's my hilarious joke. This is for Orlando. No, Vince straight up (laughs) left his sunglasses. (laughs) You're fired. Smaller meeting after this show. Fired, divorce, <laughs> everything. I have to just tell you guys right now, the second wave of screaming, yeah. uh, that hit a new high. I've never, I don't think we've heard that before. <laughs> yeah, fucking rock and roll at the Hard Rock Cafe, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> they're screaming outside because there's a roller coaster, but it's really weird if you like don't think about that. There's just screaming outside. I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit something to you. Go ahead. We got out of the car to go into the back, you know, artist entrance, and um, <laughs> I heard some distant screaming, and I was like, guys, guys. <laughs> Guys, we'll see you in a second. And then there's like a roller coaster goes like that. It's just like, oh no, I've lost my mind. Already getting too big. I'm such an A already. You guys got us screaming, which is cool because Tampa got us an active serial killer. Yes, that was nice. You made up for it. What a gift. I mean. What an amazing on-brand gift for us. We were honored. Karen made a good point. Vince was like, if you guys, um, if you solve this and find the guy, you're going to be huge. Yes. Imagine. And then Karen was like, well, we haven't seen Steven and the active serial killer in the same room at the same time. Let's just set him up for it and get the glory. I believe he's an active serial killer. (laughs) Fucking mustaching around. He's not here, so we can say anything we want about him. Yes, say anything you want. He's just with my cat, so don't be too harsh. Oh, they wanted him to be under here so bad. Sorry. 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 Um, Guys, welcome. This is my favorite. This is my favorite. We're a podcast. Thank you. That's Karen Kilgarrett. That's Georgia Hardstar. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> We're, um, we, <laughs> remember what we did this afternoon? Oh, dude. <laughs> so, so we had a drive here from Tampa, and we had like a couple hours between when your hotel room it kicks you out and then lets you into the next one. So we're like, what the fuck do we do? A, Waffle House. Waffle House, all, all yeah. over the place. It was, it was my first time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was unbelievably regular. 
Yeah, which is good, because most people are like, don't go there. Don't go there. You're going to regret it. I don't regret it. Here's the thing. Those biscuits, I had a biscuit without gravy on it, and it was, I was like, is this fried? <laughs> because it was really thin, and it was filled with butter yeah. or Crisco or some butter-flavored Crisco, yeah. but... It was really good. Was good. Yeah. So then we ate. And then <laughs> we went to, there's this town called Plant? Plant City. Plant City. Yeah. You love Plant City. Foliage. So do we. We do too. It was nuts. There were, so we went to all these, like my dream, just a town full of antique malls. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So much vintage Tupperware. Um, <laughs> Georgia kept picking up bowls and going, should I get this? <laughs> It's like, yes, it's perfect for flying. A, n- a nice big bowl from 1964. But it has the classic pattern. <laughs> I'll never find it in Los Angeles. And then Karen had the great idea while we were wandering around. She was like, let's get a weird, creepy present for whoever does the hometown murder t- tonight. Yeah. So then, it didn't happen. So then, <laughs> yeah, the let it go. Let it go. Happened. Don't get connected to material things on this. <laughs> in this life that you have. Mm, mm-hmm. But Georgia is immediately like, let's get a haunted picture. You know what I mean? Like, like something haunted. Let's get something awful. <laughs> and you're like, there you go, now you have to keep it. <laughs> Sorry. So we were like searching for a thing, and what about this? And just kept holding up weird shit. I, was, I found salt and pepper shakers of um, two little children on the back, because I couldn't figure out what it was. It was like, they had big blue eyes but then green heads, and they were holding their knees like this, and on the back it just said, melon children. (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot of, like, the quaint, creepy racism that they had back then. They're just like, here's this funny thing, and now you're like, you can't do that anymore. you should take this out of the store, please. Yeah, and, like, I don't want a swastika memorabilia case. (laughs) We passed this thing, and Georgia goes, first swastika, like, at the top of her lungs. (laughs) Oh, so good. So good. I found Everybody! <laughs> it's like a scavenger hunt. Yeah. <laughs> On it! <laughs> so we found, Karen found this gorgeous jewelry box. That's, okay, so oh. if you are from the 70s, mm-hmm. like myself, um, <laughs> they had those jewelry boxes that, like, you open them up and then the ballerina flicks up on a spring and then it's like, nah, nah, nah. talk about fucking haunted. It's like yeah. the scariest thing as a child where you're like, this is absolutely a murder soundtrack. It's like a ghost is absolutely making this happen. Yeah, for put sure. On, put on your rings, little girl. <laughs> and forever. And then it wasn't like a movie where like a, if you're bad, you get trapped forever as the, as the fucking ballerina. There is now. And then she gets close in the thing every night. Keep oh. going. Tick, tick, tick. <laughs> Someone take dictation. <laughs> That's amazing. But it was this like gorgeous version of it, perfect condition, ballerina, everything was like gorgeous about it. It was, it was like, it was way bigger than a normal one, and you opened it, and then things went out like that, and Stuff then there was, was a bottom drawer. Everything was happening. It was like from the 50s, probably. Cream on the outside, salmon, pan, salmon Cream pink on the, on the outside, inside. Salmon on the inside. inside. Um, <laughs> like velvet, untouched. It looked like some old lady bought it for someone and was like, fuck them, and put it up in the <laughs> closet and never gave it to anybody and then died. Uh, right? Yeah, so it's just filled with hate. <laughs> <laughs> Which attracted me immediately. Yeah. 
And I picked, and also it was way back, yeah. it was on the bottom shelf way back. This is my fucking favorite experience yeah. in one of those kind of stores where I'm like, but what's this? So I open it to Georgia and then she's like, we have to get it. And we're looking at it. And on the back, in embossed in gold, it said Lady Buxton. It's from a company called Lady Buxton. Lady Buxton. Which we're naming our company. Um, <laughs> we're stealing that. We're changing the name of our company. There's no way that company's still in business. No. Um, and it, or are they? Someone started piece. crying in the front row just now. No, Sorry. I saw what happened. There was like probably left over from like who played here last night. Let's guess. Uh, just Jay Giles band. Yeah, Jay Giles band. A piece of glitter. One oh. piece left fell from the sky. Oh, and then Katy Perry, right? Her lap. <laughs> How big is it? Well, holy shit! Can I have that? <laughs> Thank you. I feel like if yeah. we had that. Oh. That's not glitter, baby. That's oh a God. razor blade. <laughs> ah. If we had that jewelry box, she would get it. Oh, oh, one for me? Ma'am, please don't come toward the stage unless you're called up. Can you believe that shit? You did it exactly right. She's rushing the stage like a lunatic. I can't Karen. believe you. Karen. Oh, yes. Did you lick it? No. Oh, okay. I thought about it, but I can't imagine what it's made of. <laughs> yes. There. Now uh, we are. We just get beamed the fuck up in yes. space to be with Heaven's Gate. <laughs> we don't have to record this episode. It's going to go straight into Steven's brain. <laughs> mm. Yes. This looks good. This is not to be a TV insider, but when I worked on Ellen, this you do one giveaway where like it's like we're gonna send this soldier and his wife on a cruise, and then they have confetti cannons that explode oh. in the audience and out onto the stage. Oh, and this for the next oh. like 17 shows, every once in a while this happens. And I swear to God, one time they got Oprah to come on that show, which was a very big get because they both yeah. shows still existed on regular TV. And at the very end, Oprah was just like taking this huge Christ-like bow of like, <laughs> you're welcome for my presence, everyone. And this piece of confetti oh just God. went like this and landed on her head. It Ellen was... was like, no. <laughs> or she was like, yeah. <laughs> So awesome. Anyways. Anyhow. Well, Lady Buxton. Lady Buxton. Refocus. Standing in line. It was really cheap. We're standing there like, we got our thing for the person. And We're, like, we have the best ideas. And then this woman comes up behind us, this real sweet, like, you know, really normal person. Like, so not, so not from LA. <laughs> like a really nice, normal woman. Yep. She's like, oh, is that a Lady Buxton? <laughs> like, what did she say? She said... Oh, I see. I have that one back there. That's it's very similar. It's from my daughter, and I have two other daughters. I'm trying to get. Where did you find it? And I was like, it was on the bottom shelf. I was doing a full body block of like <laughs> bottom shelf. Don't worry about where I fucking found it, lady. And she was like, I still have mine from when I was in second grade. I'm yeah. not fucking kidding. She yeah. still has her. And I'm trying to get a couple for mine. I found one over there. Did you see any others? Yeah. Like, she was very. So Georgia looks at me and goes, Let's give it to her. And I was like, What the? She ignored me. She just ignored. Vince was like, yeah. Yeah. And, and I was like this. Look at me. <laughs> anyway, could you guys finish up so we can get the Lady Buxton? Georgia turns around and goes, you should have it. And the woman goes, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> like she's giving her the fucking holy grail. <laughs> oh, no. And you just put it into her hands. 
Because you gave me a nod. I, didn't, I, I did, I did, I did. Yes. I, I don't want to seem like I'm fucking amazing, but I mean, <laughs> it was my idea. I broke. I did break at the end. <laughs> and she goes, oh, no. And we just immediately started walking away. And she goes, she started crying. Wipes her eyes, and then we were all like, we're the best people in the fucking world. <laughs> it was the best. So no one gets a prize tonight. <laughs> Except for that lady. That and lady gets a prize. Because we are good people. And then we were running scenarios oh, of yeah. how she's a con woman, and that thing is worth like $700 on eBay, and she does that to everybody, where she's like, they got the fucking Buxton. Let's see. I have daughters. That's yeah. it. I have daughters. <laughs> and the woman who works there is like, Judy, we told you you can't bother the other customers anymore. <laughs> Judy's a pirate. Judy. Judy, you nut. Judy. Um, I just want to mention, um, someone uh, was good enough. Edward, you made us cookies tonight. Thank you, Edward. They were delicious. Uh We got some cookies sent backstage. Yeah, you could have done it too. Um, (laughs) But this is my favorite thing. He wrote a really nice card, and then he wrote, P.S., I almost got fired for writing Stay Sexy, Don't Get Murdered on our positivity board at work. Maybe they need to be more specific about what being positive means. I mean, it's not the same thing for everyone. No, we're all different special yeah. snowflakes in this world, and everyone has a positivity angle. Yeah. 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 It's positive Listen, to not get murdered. I'm positive I did not want to get murdered. Yes. For sure. And then, uh, like, now I'm obsessed with fine. Edward, where do you work? <laughs> he works at the police station. Let him say. <laughs> oh, what? Where is it? Diagon Alley at Universal. Oh my gosh! <laughs> That's awesome. You're a wizard, Harry. You are so lucky they didn't fucking put a bag over your head and pull you out and like dump you out uh, over the county line. <laughs> oh my god. They're gonna now. You're like. <laughs> he tried to SSD GM Harry Potter. You can't do that. That's not for them. (laughs) Everyone knows. Um, Oh, I wrote down the word head wound right here. Oh, Jesus. Talk about a head wound. Talking about a... Talking about walking into our hotel lobby (laughs) to fucking check in after our little drive. And the fucking kid has a straight up head wound in the lobby. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah, he was talking and walking. Everything's okay. But bleeding. (laughs) Fully bleeding down his face. And we were just like walked past him and his mom screaming at the father. Yeah. I've never heard. I didn't know this was a real thing that people actually said to each other. She yelled at the dad who was just hanging out at the fucking front desk watching (laughs) the mom freak out. Um, Don't just stand there. Do something. She actually said those words out loud. And the dad was like, they're getting ice. It was just like the most unhappy yeah. family. Perfect like, for vacation here in uh, Orlando. <laughs> at the... They're fine. We were following them to get into the elevator. And Karen goes, um, let's not get on the elevator with the Rage family. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so bummed because I really wanted to get on the <laughs> elevator really? with the Rage family. Uh, just hear what they have to say to each other. I am such a, uh, like, denial-based Irish Catholic where, like, <laughs> you and your family could be strangling each other in front of me, and I'd be like, anyway, so what are your Thanksgiving plans? <laughs> None of my the business. Wall? <laughs> the wall? You're interviewing the I'm wall? I'm asking the wall, and yeah. And then when they were getting on the elevator, we heard them say, well, this has been a disaster. This is, that was the mother. <laughs> totally. This has been a disaster. 
Now let's go to Diagon Alley for Christ's sake. <laughs> well, they're all positive there. <laughs> well, everyone's positive. <laughs> we'll get some positivity over there. <laughs> Fucking lives. <laughs> Finally. <sighs> oh, shit, guys. Uh, also, go. when we got up, when I got upstairs, I immediately went back downstairs to buy a Diet Coke. And right as I pressed the button for the elevator, this lady comes out of the stairwell. And she was kind of rad. She had a huge eagle tattoo on mm. her bicep where I was like, who are you? <laughs> and she looks at me waiting for the elevator and she goes, I wouldn't get in there. We just got stuck. <laughs> I swear to God. I'm like, we have been here 15 fucking minutes and everything has happened. Yeah. It's it, trouble follows us. Yes. It does. All the way to Orlando. Yeah. Hey. Get it, girl. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's nice. Oh. Thank you. So much. That's what we do. Oh, should I make my excuse about my outfit? I really did want to... I have a new black dress that I wanted to wear. I guess subconsciously I didn't want to wear it. <laughs> because I forgot my tights in my car at the airport. I don't know how I did it. I didn't want you to wear did that it, dress. You I, didn't I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to wear that dress. Yes, I, I didn't. <laughs> That's not true. You love it. I offered you my tights last night. I was like, I didn't shave my legs, but you can have them. I'll take them off for you. You've done it for me. Taking it for the team. I was just like, nah. nah. I'll just wear my pajamas. <laughs> and I remembered I had diamond hoop earrings. And I was like, they'll do all the work. They draw the eye away. Nails. All right. Listen, we work hard for you guys. Listen, look. It's so hard doing a live podcast. It's really... Traveling. That's not true. It's not true. We're lying to your face. This is so easy and lucky. Listen, I can't believe it. I just want to know what he's thinking right now. Uh... This is my husband. He's the guy. He's our tour manager. He sets everything up. He gets shit done and taken care of, and we know it. And he does stuff so perfectly. We would be a fucking mess without him. And I just love that he left his sunglasses on. He made us this rug. He made us this rug. He works really hard. Yeah, he really does. He does. I think he got these at his dispensary too. (laughs) Anyway, Uh, do you have those here? You don't get to sell. No, you do. There's yeses and noes. Someone knows something that you guys don't know. They're not telling you. There's some people who are like, they have wait, one? you do? They have one. They have just the one dispensary? Just the one. Well, you guys got to get there yeah. and get some sunglasses. Come out to California. Yeah. Those sunglasses are made of pot. <laughs> don't tell the TSA. Yeah. I couldn't remember that for a second. <laughs> also, oh, speaking of um, pot, you guys have a horse here that got a DUI or something. Yes. Am I getting that wrong? There's, I actually looked the story up so I could see the lady. Um, <laughs> it's the best mugshot. If you look it up, it was in Lakeland, and she, she rode her horse. You, you know it. This is your, we're going to tell you your news seven days later. It's fun. <laughs> she's riding down. People call the cops because she's obviously drunk on a horse. Well, and she's not steering the horse. The horse isn't going to be like, no, I'm not going to fucking walk off the road. <laughs> The horse is just like, lady, it's your call. I'm going where you tell me to go. She's like, she was double over the limit. So so it was a point one, six, one. Ooh. What's that? Two glasses? Nothing. I could do that in fucking two hours. If you care, if you care, you can do it. That's the wrong message. But you've got to see her headshot. She headshot. I mean, mugshot. 
Oh, we've been in LA for too long. She is my favorite actress. It was Blythe Danner. Isn't that crazy? No. Um, What does she look like? It's one of those things, and you guys are familiar with this, where the hair is young and the face is old. Oh, that is the saddest description. Hair is young, face is... That's the saddest four words I've ever heard together. Well, because she had kind of like, I think, an accidental ombre. You know what I mean? So like... (laughs) This part of her hair was one color, and then down here was yeah. a different one. Like, right here, her life got hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, she was doing great six months ago when this part was here, and then some shit went down. Yeah. And, and, and dying been, her hair was no longer a priority. No, I've been there. I hope to God that woman isn't sitting in this audience with a single tear rolling down her cheek right now. Well, if she is, I hope her hair looks great. <laughs> she deserves That's, it. She went to the, after that, she was like, look, I'm going to get it together. I put my horse at risk. I'm going to the salon. We're going to get these roots strip bleached and have everything look the mm-hmm. same. Mm-hmm. The secret to not looking like that is just to always have brown hair because then no one knows how bad your fucking month is going. Yeah. You know? That's true. What were you going to say? Well, that seemed judgmental. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> this is a true crime podcast. <clears throat> yes, that's right. It's a... Tell you true, that ahead of time. True crime with a touch of comedy. Yeah, but they're not... You know what I mean? They're like, we take them apart. You can put them back together. We're and not doing that. Some people don't like it. Yeah. So... <laughs> Say you're one of those people tonight. Yeah. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. We know. <laughs> Don't worry. We know. Everyone let us know online. <laughs> they tell us. No, they we don't. meet lots of people who are like, she brought me. Yeah. <laughs> I never heard you guys before. You're pretty funny. That's what happens. <clears throat> no, everyone's the best. Um, should we sit down? Yeah. Okay. Yes. The best part. Truly the best part. These are nice seats, Hard Rock Cafe. My sweat towels here. My um, I'm gonna do this like my mom at Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah. My mom at Thanksgiving would get dressed in like a really nice outfit and then go downstairs to cook. So then she always had this on her shoulder, (laughs) and she'd be like, "Could you girls make one appetizer, please? Could you girls?" (laughs) The most disgusting rag. No. Um. Then there's this. And Wolf then. Van Halen used this rag very recently. That's the sun. It's a deep cut. Um, all right. Let's put everything in order. The glitter yeah, goes here. That goes there. I left mine there. Okay, great. Here this we go. That's mine. That's yours. That's yours. That's from Edward. Okay, this is my Kleenex. That is actually a napkin. <laughs> all right. Who? It's who? me. It's you. It's me. Okay. Karen goes first. That's right. Thank you. Okay. Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. 
companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter promo code space 80. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient made in cookware. Made in was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Maiden. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. It's hard when we are home from these shows and people don't cheer us constantly <laughs> for every single fucking thing we do all day long. Uh-huh. I have a hard time. How do we know if we're doing well or not? I'm you like, don't. I'll look around and be like, excuse me, I just sat down. Why is... <laughs> How do I know if I'm supposed to sit down or not? <laughs> uh, all right, so my murder tonight and my story I'm about to tell you is about a little lady named Judy Buenoano, the Black Widow killer. Ooh. Love a good Black Widow. Buenoano, probably. Um, still. <laughs> still. Still, I said it the way I said it. Um, <laughs> you can pick those up and throw them away. Yeah. Uh, Let's make it look nice. I got most of my information. You know when you go on YouTube to look up a serial killer you need to know information about? And there's somebody that has posted a TV show as if it's their TV show. Mm -hmm. So I I think it was a guy, it was something like, uh, it was some kind of a play on words where it looked like his name was like 
it was like kicker in the ass or something, but it was broken up so it looked like a guy's name. It was was great. Anyway, but he didn't make the show. And I'm pretty sure it's a show called Women on Death Row. Mm. Um, And the little thing up in the corner said CI, but I've never heard of that channel before. So Hmm. I don't know what was happening, but if you go on YouTube, that was where I got most of this information. Plus, there's a website called crimemuseum.org that's really good Mm. that had a bunch of information about her too. Um, Okay. So Judy Bueno Año was born Judeus and Luelti on April 4th, 1943 in Quana, Texas. That's the, the shortest sentence with all the names I can't pronounce in it. So <laughs> Get those out of the way. Yeah, we started off strong. Um, okay, so her mother died when she was two. She and her brother Robert get sent to live with the grandma. A year later, the father remarries, brings them back. They now live in New Mexico. And she then has a whole childhood of abuse by um, the new stepmother. And I guess there were five stepbrothers that were all dicks. So she has it bad. Um, And then when she's 14, she snaps, throws hot grease on the stepbrothers, and attacks the father and stepmother. What the fuck? She fucking lost it. Remember the fact that you just cheered for Judy, because you're going to regret that later. Do you think she had a thing like this and she was just like, <laughs> yeah, dicks, and just threw a thing in yep. it? She was like, they were like, this bacon isn't crispy enough. And she's like, oh, yeah? Let me put my towel down really quick. <laughs> okay. So she, she is sentenced to 60 days in a detention center. And then she decides, well, I'm not going back home. So she goes to a girls' reform school. She graduates from there. And then she um, studies to become a nursing assistant. Um, In 1961, when she's 18, she gives birth to her son, Michael, out of wedlock. Um, She never says who the father is. Uh, And then the following year, she marries a guy named James Goodyear. He's an Air Force officer. They have two more kids, and then they all move to Orlando. Hey. Yeah. She, in 1968, opened a place called the Conway Acres Child Care Center. Uh-oh. You guys went there? <laughs> did, was it fun? Did you ever... Did everything taste like almonds? Because there's a poisoning aspect to this story. <laughs> so her husband, um, James Goodyear, is sent to Vietnam. In 1979, he comes back from Vietnam, and uh, in September of the same year, he starts to get really sick. He's vomiting, um, he's really weak, he can't get out of bed, he ends up being hospitalized. She goes and visits him in the hospital, sits by his bed every day, he ends up dying. Yeah. Um, So, uh, she gets his life insurance money, uh, as a widow will. Then later on that year, her house catches on fire and burns all the way down. She gets a little insurance money for that, too. Um, Then she begins dating a man named Bobby Joe Morris. And in 1977, he moves to Colorado. So she packs up all her kids, and she moves to Colorado and moves in with him. Mm -hmm. Um, Within a year, Bobby Joe um, is in the hospital dying of a mysterious illness. It includes vomiting and being very weak. Um, You know, that mystery. It's just a weird mystery. (laughs) (laughs) This was back when they didn't know what caused anything. Um, So when she would go visit him in the hospital, she would bring him Hawaiian punch from home in 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 like a Tupperware container. He just loves Hawaiian punch. Tupperware. He loves Tupperware. Vintage Tupperware. I bet it was corn maize yellow. Um, 
Yeah, she's like to the nurses, like, he just has to have his Hawaiian punch from out of this specific container poured by me only. <laughs> Don't drink any. Yeah. Uh, so in January of 1978, he dies of this illness. And none of the doctors have no idea what it is. When they do the autopsy, nothing shows up. Five days after he dies, she cashes three life insurance checks Oof. from all the policies she'd taken out on him a couple of months before he died. But everyone's like, wow, what a lucky coincidence. <laughs> Congratulations, Judy. So she ends up buying a house in Whisper Bay. No? Uh, it's, it's near Pensacola. And... Are you from Pensacola? Because you didn't know what Whisper Bay was, so I think you might be fucking lying. Everyone from Whisper Bay is really quiet because Pensacola just won't stop screaming all the time. So they're like, we're a little, we specifically moved here because we don't like loud things. I mean, of course you don't know who's from Whisper Bay. They're snapping in their seats. Yes, Whisper Bay. We love it here. Okay. Now, Judy changes her name legally to Judy Bueno Año, which is Spanish for Goodyear, which you might remember was her dead first husband's oh. last name. Oh, ew, creepy. It's pretty creepy. Okay. So, in June of 1979, her son Michael drops out of high school. Um, he's like 17, he joins the army. And before he leaves to go to Fort Bennington, he stops by her house. Uh, oh, sorry, Fort Benning, Georgia. He stops by her house what? to visit her to say goodbye. And she gives him some sort of, some item that he eats or drinks, perhaps a delicious cup of Hawaiian punch, I'm not mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> when he gets to Fort Benning, he becomes gravely ill, vomiting, weakness, whatnot. Um, he is found to have high levels of arsenic in his system. So his limbs begin to atrophy. This is one of the uh, side effects. And he becomes paralyzed um, in, in his legs and then he, he can't use his hands. Um, so he has to wear braces on his legs and his hand, he basically can't use his hands. So he's discharged from the army and he moves back in with his mother. You know, so his mother can take care of him in his illness. I got a bad feeling about her. Do you? Yeah. Who, Judy? Judy. Um, so in May of 1980, the day he comes back from being discharged from the army with his paralysis and his illness, she plans a fishing trip. Okay. Same day. Think it through. No. I'm not, if she's not gonna, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Could you imagine, you're like, even if it was just like you were at college and you came home because you got the flu and you, you like walk in the front door and your mom's like, here we go, car trip, let's go. You'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. She gets a canoe, they get a, a folding chair and strap him into what? the chair in the canoe. No. And Michael, the younger brother James and Judy all go on a canoe fishing trip in the East River. That sounds like a bummer, even if you're at fucking top of your health yes. game. You're feeling great. Fuck no. You took tons of vitamins, and you're like, I don't want to get in that fucking canoe. Yeah. 
We went on, I just remembered, we went on a canoe trip in the Russian River when I was like 10 years old. And it was our family and our next door neighbor, the hospitals, who are like our family. And my dad, who is six foot four, probably 280 pounds, and my cousin Cheryl's husband at the time, Mike, who was even bigger than my dad, they were like best friends and like, we're gonna get in our own canoe and bring beer, you know, like our time. They flipped over in that canoe, I'm not kidding, like probably 30 times. As we were going, it was supposed to be like this lazy canoe trip down the river. Just every five minutes, it was like, Gong! and all their shit would go everywhere. And they'd laugh, and they'd stand up and drink a beer or whatever. That sounds kind of awesome. It was fucking hilarious. Well, we get, finally get to the end of the trip to turn the canoes back in, and they turn the canoe to the side, and it says, like, max weight 300 pounds. <laughs> Those idiots. Just a little family fun sidebar before we go back into the horror show that is this family. Okay. <laughs> so at one point, the, t- the canoe tips over. And some fishermen find James and Judy treading water and like trying to hold on to the canoe. And Judy tells them, my son Michael has braces on his legs and he went down and we can't find him. <sighs> right? So they find Michael's body a quarter of a mile down the river. Because he, it was, he had braces on his arms and legs, so he basically sunk right to the bottom. Um, so Judy tells the cops, she tells them, one story was the fishing line got caught in trees. One story was they hit a log, a log bumped them and knocked the canoe over a floating log. And then one story was there was a snake in the canoe. It's like, could have been all three at the same time. I mean, could you imagine? A snake-filled log hits your fishing line yes all right the younger son james says he has no memory of the incident because he was knocked out when the thing happened and unconscious so uh it turns out michael having been in the army has a twenty thousand dollar life insurance policy purely from just being in the army there wasn't just the army life insurance policy there were several other on her son so she collects all of that money and she goes and opens a beauty salon called fingers and faces are you fucking kidding me (laughs) yeah i'm pretty make me pretty Make my fingers and faces pretty, please. (laughs) I have 10 fingers and four faces. Can someone help me? (laughs) Fingers and faces. That's the kind of place if I saw it, I would take a picture of it and try to think of a good tweet about it. Fingers and faces. Okay. Like, concentrate on one of those things. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, they're not... A nail salon and a facial place, never the twain shall meet. Like... Can you imagine you're there trying to get a facial with like cucumbers on your eyes and then that like nail polish smell wafts in or it's like, relax, relax. We're peeling off the top three layers of your facial skin. Okay. In the meantime, there's some people out there that are like, I like fingers and faces. Um, Oh, do you have photos by the way? We can show photos. No. Okay, good. I mean, not yet. Oh, okay, great. Okay. Sorry. She starts dating a local businessman named John Gentry. Um, so in October of 1982, I mean, they said she had a really magnetic personality, of course, clearly. She can get any man and poison any man she wants. Um, <laughs> was his, he was a local businessman? Was it was called a- Toes and, <laughs> and Decolletage? 
yes. Toes and elbow, toes and neck. <laughs> he, his business was shaving men's neck beards off <laughs> in the 70s. And pedicure, and pumicing your feet. And just being like, oh, if you're going to wear those Birkenstocks, you've got to get rid of that heel shit. Ugh, gross. So they were a match made in heaven. None of this is true. <laughs> he probably did taxes. Okay, so in October of 1982... Judy, as you do when you start dating someone, convinces John that they should take out life insurance policies on each oh, other. Oh, you know, yeah. that next step. Yes. That romantic next step. Yeah. You date, you fuck, you take out life insurance policies <laughs> on each other. Boom. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's yeah. how it is. Let's get real. Then she tries to start, she gives him special vitamins that she said are going to be very good for him. They're citrus-based, and they, as most things are here in Florida. And, <laughs> you know, he, there's nothing wrong with them, but she's like, it looks like you need some vitamins. Yeah. So, of course, he starts taking them, starts vomiting, feeling weak, the whole thing. So he stops taking them, and this infuriates her. Good. These are all good signs that yes. you're getting poisoned. Yeah. You're just like, so you're mad about the vitamins? Mm -hmm. Or is it something else? No, it's the vitamins. <laughs> so on June 25th, 1983, um, she tells John that she's pregnant. And she insists that they get married, which I think has something to do with the life insurance policy. It's fun to insist that you get married to someone. Yeah. They insist. It's so romantic. I know. That insistence. I demand that you love me yeah. forever. Um... Okay, so the same night, she's hosting a party for an employee at Fingers and Faces. I think it was someone that specialized in faces. Um, <laughs> it was the face side of the business. <laughs> and the, all the Fingers people sat on one side of the room and the face people sat on the other. They bite. They're really catty. Um, but she tells John that he should drive his own car to the party mm -hmm. and park in a very specific parking spot. Okay. And he's like, sounds good. I don't question you in any way. And thanks for those vitamins, Judy. Oh, God. Um, so at the end of the night, she says, on the way home, will you stop by the liquor store and get some champagne and bring it home for us? And he's like, sure, no problem. And on his drive to the liquor store, his car explodes. Uh. But he survives. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. I don't have a picture of this car. Uh, <laughs> I should, but bring it. To, explain it to us. Okay, Let us I'm picture it. I'll draw. I'll, I'll paint you a picture. That's what I meant. These early, <laughs> these early. One of those early '80s cars that looks like it's a rectangle with two yes. things cut out. Right? Like how it's, a child would draw a car. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> There's no curve in any way. This is before the Ford Taurus when everything was still real boxy. And I think it's like kind of a creamy yellow color. Absolutely. Bugging, what are they, bucket seats? Sunflower, it's sunflower color. Bucket Su seats. A sunflower. Bench seats, Bench thank seats. you. yeah. That's the confetti lady, she knows everything. <laughs> um, okay, so, and the entire back. It, so it turned out there were five sticks of dynamite in the trunk Holy that were connected with copper wire to the rear lights. So the first time <gasps> he fucking put on those brakes, the back of the car exploded five pieces of dynamite worth. Where do you even buy dynamite? Uh, Acme, I think, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, everyone knows. Oh, I'm the idiot. <laughs> she also got a couple anvils, but that was for later when he actually got home. 
And then, of course, just a big black spot she was going to put down on the ground and fall into. I could keep making Roadrunner references forever, everybody. <laughs> do That's right. it, do it. Abandoned child. I was raised by TV. Okay. <laughs> okay, so... Of course, the cops, since he survives, are like, hey, do you know anyone who wants to kill you? And he's like, no, this is nuts. Although, oh. we did have a vitamin incident at our house a couple months ago. So they start looking into it, and they get the vitamins that he, she had been giving him. And it turns out there's paraformaldehyde in the vitamins, which is the chemical that you use at nail salons to clean the instruments. Ooh, that blue shit? Fingers, well, faces. The bleach, like Barbersol stuff? Probably I not. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever paraformaldehyde is. I don't know. I should have looked it up. I'm I sorry. Don't, you shouldn't have. That's a, yeah. <laughs> come on. Listen, look. Look. <laughs> look. Come on. Thank you so much. Um, okay, then they find out that when Judy and John had their romantic life insurance policy takeout <laughs> session... <laughs> She had secretly, behind his back, raised his limit to $500,000. What? Yeah. So then he was like, huh, maybe things aren't as they seem. So the cops then have, like, probable cause, I guess, to get a warrant and search the house, and they find there is copper wire in the teenage son's room, James, that matched the copper wiring that hooked the TNT up to the rearview light. I'm sorry, but that is just the... I mean, not car bombs are bad, but that is fucking hilarious. Where you're just like, gassing it, gassing it. Oh, oh, maybe I'll break. No, I don't have to. It's like, oh, I just wish I could have seen it. Um, in the cartoon way, not in a real person way. Okay, so they also find out that Judy had made plans to go on a world cruise, and uh, John was not invited. Oh. <laughs> so, no ticket for John. Oh, man. Yeah. So they're like, this doesn't seem great. <laughs> so in July of 1983, Judy is arrested for attempted murder, as is her teenage son, but mm. he is later acquitted okay. at trial. Um, and because this is so fucking nuts, it raises suspicions about the 1,000 other dead people in her life. So they start exhuming bodies. Oh, and it turns out her son Michael had also had arsenic in his system, and James Goodyear had arsenic in his system, and Bobby Joe Morris had arsenic in his system. Wow. Um, heavy doses, it, it was described as. So then she's charged with their murders also. Um, so the first trial was for her son Michael. Um, and in, pro in court, the prosecutors actually show how, based on the things that got dumped out of the canoe, where, where basically all the stuff in the canoe was dumped out where James and Judy were treading water and holding onto the canoe, but where um, Michael's body was, there was nothing. So they, it couldn't have tipped where he was found. So wow. basically they dumped him out of the canoe and then rowed away and then staged the accident. Wow, you can tell all that? Yeah, That's by crazy. floating bags filled with, like, fucking Cheetos and stuff. Because <laughs> they kept all the stuff around yeah. them. Yeah. Weird. Yes. Um, so, uh, 
she's convicted of the murder of her son, Michael, on March 31st, 1984. And then in October, she goes to trial for the attempted murder of her boyfriend, John Gentry. She's convicted of that murder. Her third trial begins a year later. And for this, she's facing the death penalty for the 1971 murder of her first husband, James Goodyear, by arsenic poisoning. On November 26, 1985, she's found guilty of that murder, and she's sentenced to die in the electric chair. Mm. Um, Shit. Yeah. So, of course, she denies ever having anything to do with any of these deaths. It's just a series of terrible coincidences. Uh-huh. Fingers, faces. <laughs> Fingers, faces crossed. Yes. Cross your fingers across your face that everything turns out good. So she never says anything when she's on death row. Um, But 12 years into her sentence, she decides to grant an interview to a a local um, newswoman named Sue Straw. Um, You know, Sue, she's good. Um, Because Sue was a customer at at Judy's Nail Salon. Fingers and faces. Sue. And Sue says in this show that I'm watching, she was like, I, I, even then, I could not see her as a murderer. Wow. Because she said she was just so soft. And then I was like, God damn it, Sue. She's a sociopath. They do, that's the whole game. Yeah. Is they're going to act like the thing that you wouldn't suspect. You know who killed people? Soft people. Yeah. They kill people, too. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's better to act soft than everyone's like, her, she's such a lady with her beautiful fingers and her gorgeous face. (laughs) But then they have this clip of that interview. Uh And when Sue brings up the charge that Judy had dumped her own paralyzed son out of a fucking canoe and drowned him, she goes from talking like this of, this has been very hard for me. And she's kind of like one of these ladies. And then Sue's like, yeah, but how about that canoe thing? And she's like, and who said that? What witness said that? No witness said that. The prosecution said, and she like turns into the fucking wicked witch of the East so quickly. It's scary. It's like one of those teachers where like they're nice to the class and then you do some weird thing and they're like, get over there. And you're just like, holy (laughs) shit. Oh, it's, it's, you can watch it. It's real good. And, uh, and then the reaction shot of Sue Straw, she's like this. <laughs> but my face and my fingers. <laughs> uh, okay, so then on March 30th, 1988, Judy Buenoano is put to death in the electric chair. She's wow. the second woman in Florida uh, state history to have been put to death wow. in the electric chair. Her last meal. Oh dear. This is gonna for me not to be not to minimize the insane human loss in this story, but for me this is one of the most upsetting parts of the story. Her last meal was a salad of broccoli, tomato, and asparagus. Go fuck yourself. Fuck you, Judy. That's not a fucking salad to begin with. Yeah. That's an array of fucking gross things that nobody wants to eat. Asparagus. Like, what, how, how, you're you just gonna chew on a bunch of asparagus for an hour? Oh, and she had hot tea. Fuck off. God. Just my natural enemy, this woman. Yeah. And she also told a reporter she was looking forward to seeing the face of Jesus. Uh-oh, Judy, bad news. It don't work like that, baby. She was actually seeing the no. fingers of the devil. <laughs> In reality, not the face of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus is like, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm not going to be there for you. 
She told, um, and I don't know if it was Sustra or another reporter, but she did tell a reporter before it happened, obviously before it happened, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like a while before when she was asked, she said her final words are going to be via con Dios. Um, but w on the actual day when she got walked to the chair uh, and they asked her if she had any final words, she said, no, sir. Mm. Now here's a poem written by Judy <gasps> Bueno Anya. Ready? Oh, everyone close your eyes. Everyone close your eyes. <laughs> I just want to soak this in. Masks by Judy Bueno Anya. <laughs> Are you closing your eyes? Close your eyes. Don't be fooled by me. Don't be fooled by the face I wear. For I wear a thousand masks. Masks I'm afraid to take off and none of them are me. Pretending is an art that's second nature to me, but don't be fooled. For God's sake, don't be fooled. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That's Judy Bueno Anyo, everybody. Oh, shit, shit. That's okay, do it. Shit, do it. Is Not it there, there. Is that her? Oh my God, she's Look like, at bitch, her. please. Look at her. She's like, seriously, go fuck yourself if you think I'm guilty. She's like, hot tea and vegetables, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I love tomatoes so much. Tomatoes. Wait, I think there might be one more. She, there, there's also really good footage of her glaring at, at when witnesses would come up and testify against her, she would be glaring at them. She's got, she has very small eyebrows and in kind of beady eyes. Oh. oh. That's what she looked like when Sustra interviewed her uh, much later on. I see her snapping. Bye, Judy. Bye, Judy. Good one. I love this. I know. Thank you. These are fun. We're firing Steven and hiring these little clickers. <laughs> I'm, we're not really going to do that. <laughs> um, that was great. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. It's all Judy. Judy, Judy, Judy. Uh, <laughs> all right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound... 
means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. This is ladies night. Oh. Florida. Y'all ready for your girl, Eileen Warnos. I feel like it's I feel like it's very important to say right now oh, yeah, for yeah, the yeah. employees of the Hard Rock Cafe and any any partners or loved ones that are here that have never listened. We are not cheering for a serial killer. No. That's not what's happening. This this screaming that except for Whisper County, this is not this is not for murder. No. It's about knowing about her. Yeah. It's about staying up at night and scaring the living shit out of yourself, reading about what you did, and finally you're not alone while you're going to be hearing about it. Yeah. This is one of those, oh, this was from January 2nd, 1992, (laughs) when I stayed up all fucking night after watching Dateline because of this murder. I saw her picture and I stopped plucking my eyebrows. (laughs) But there's just a lot of emotional connection. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is a rough run because on one hand, you have, as a female, you have so much empathy for her until she starts really murdering people and, um, and then it's gone. So it's a tricky, it's a tricky situation. As life is. It is. So between November 1989 and November 1990, Eileen Warnos killed seven men along the highways of central Florida. Let's, but let's, let's start in Rochester, Michigan. Though. Okay. okay. So she's born, Eileen Warnos was born in Rochester, Michigan, February 1956. Her mom, Diane, was 14 years old when she got, gets married to the dad. They have a son named Keith when she's 15, Eileen when she's 16. Can you oh, fucking imagine? Ima- think of yourself okay. when you are 14 years old having a fucking baby. Nope. I could barely handle Doritos, <laughs> I couldn't manage them alone. I had to have them taken out of my hand. Mm-hmm. I still have to say, take these away from me yes. to Vince when I'm eating something. And at 14. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. So that's I, where we're starting. It's hard. Okay. We're starting there. Let's okay. fucking do it. Oh, okay. do you want to see a photo of her when she's a yes, baby, little girl? I know. Isn't she pretty? Oh. It's so, so fucking dark. Yeah. 
Um, thank you, lighting person. I know. Someone's on it. Like, paying attention. I love well, it. Well, we are at the Hard Rock fucking cafe. I know. <laughs> I mean... They're like, yeah, we do this every night. Yeah. Uh, this isn't the last resort bar. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Oh, shit. No That's offense, because I want to go party at the last resort <laughs> bar. So bad. Okay. Okay, Eileen's father. Let's hear about him. Uh, two months before Eileen is born, he's incarcerated. He's diagnosed as schizophrenic, later convicted of raping and kidnapping a seven-year-old girl. Oh, don't worry, he hangs himself in prison when she's 12 years old. She's never, she never meets him. Oh, my God. I know. It's weird. They're, again, they're not clapping about, you know. January 1960, <laughs> when Eileen's almost four years old, the mom, Diane, d- abandons them. The kids leaves them with their, their um, grandparents. They legally adopt her. And I think it's one of those situations where she didn't know that until she was older. Um, she, Eileen, so a lot of this stuff is... Everyone, everyone in her past is dead. All the men that uh, she killed ha- can't say exactly what happened. So it's all based on her own um, story. So we don't know completely what's true, but there is a lot of um, cooperation by- based on the kids she grew up with. So she says that her alcoholic grandfather sexually assaulted her, beat her when she was a child. Um, and by age 11, she starts engaging in sexual activities in exchange for cigarettes and drugs and food. She also engages in sexual activities with her brother. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, so they would hang out, all the burnouts would hang out, and I'm sure you had a place like this in Sacramento, because I fucking had a place like this in Irvine, California. <laughs> so, uh, the pits. And it was like in the forest. The fucking, like, just the gross area where, the, like, the burnouts would hang out. You know what I mean? Yes. Did you can have I, one of those? Can I tell you? Well, it's uh, Petaluma. Yeah. Uh, and we, we called it The Rock. And it was this, there was a hill behind, like, a convalescent hospital. Great. You'd pull into the parking lot, and then you'd walk up this hill for, like, a half a mile. And then there was just a rock that we'd all go sit on and drink, like, fucking Keystone Light or whatever. <laughs> Well, it turned out, and I never put it together, the rock was in, I could see my house from the rock. I could see, like, my parents watching TV from there, but it was Whoa. like, it was like, I would say, half a mile away. Um, finally, one time, my sister goes, yeah, we can hear you guys, every word you guys say out there, because there's nothing between the rock oh and my, my parents' God. house. So we're about to be out there just like, pugging voices carry, and they're just like... <laughs> They heard, they knew exactly what we were doing, and they knew exactly what we were talking about the entire time. That's so smart. It's kind of genius. Well, yeah. I mean, not on our part. No. That's so stupid. You get home, and your mom's like, I know you were eating Doritos. Yeah. And you had to have them taken away from you, Karen? That's actually when I got caught smoking cloves. She, yeah, because I was so goth. Because you smelled like a fucking spice cabinet? Yeah, she's like... Home. Hey, hey, Christmas ham, what's up? <laughs> she, but she came in, she did the classic, you know, psychiatric nurse move on me. She held up the clothes that she found in my pocket when she was doing the laundry. And she goes, you can smoke these if you want, but they put glass in them and they cut your lungs. <gasps> which is a fucking straight up lie. But I never smoked a clove again yeah. after that. It's not fun when your mom's like, go ahead, I don't do give it. a shit what you fucking do. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I was she was lying. To- she cared. She cared. <laughs> she wanted you to quit. Um, okay, so she'd hang out with them. Um, she said that she, you know, there was a lot of um, sexual activity going on. She was raped. 
Um, and later, people from the town in this documentary I was watching said that she was treated very badly. Yeah. Um, oh, here's a photo of her at like 14 years old. Which is like, oh, she kind of looks like me when I was that age. Like this skinny, kind of awkward nerd. Uh, I know. Okay. Did she have her own boat? What? <laughs> Life really sucked, but she did have her own boat. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> 1970, at age 14, she gets pregnant, um, possibly by a friend of the family, an older man. Ugh. She gives birth to a boy in a home for unwed mothers, and the kid's place, uh, the child's place for adoption. Goodbye. Sorry, you said she was 14? Yeah. Just like her mom? Yeah. That's insane. A few months later, she drops out of school. Um, her grandmother dies. Her grandfather kicks her out of the house. So she's supporting herself as a sex worker, uh, lives in the woods for a while, then hits the fucking road at 16, hitchhikes around the country for five years. Wh where's that baby? It adopted. Oh, oh, good, good. And I don't, yeah. She ends up, eventually, in 1976, in Daytona Beach, Florida. Here she is. Okay. She meets a 69-year-old yacht club president uh -oh. named Louis Grants Fell. She marries him. <laughs> I think she's 22 at this time. She's okay. 22. He's 69. That's fine. <laughs> no. They're just, they're just grossed out by this, what is it, something December romance? Oh, May, December, yeah. 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 They don't like love, it turns <laughs> Apparently out. Apparently not. <laughs> Um, so, but she's still getting in confrontation. She's kind of a brawler. She's a little, She's had it totally shit all yeah, her life. And yeah, and all she knows is hitchhiking and fucking staying alive. Yeah. Uh, so they get, they, they are fighting all the time. She kind of loses it all the time. She get, has these like bursts of anger and she eventually hits him with his own cane. Oh. And he gets a restraining order against her. Their marriage is annulled after only nine weeks. I'm just picturing Anna Nicole Smith's wedding picture, but slightly different. Yes, looks. that's exactly what it's like. Right? Picture Anna Nicole Smith a little methier. Okay. Um, he's a little bit younger. Kind okay. of a, like snazzy, you know, got, he's got his yachting cap on. He's kind of rich. Okay. So it's Thurston Howell III? Yes. <laughs> yes. And, 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 and meth Anna Nicole Smith. <laughs> It's not nice. It's not funny at all. <laughs> okay, so then her brother, Keith, dies of throat cancer. Mm. Devastating to her. They're actually really close. Um, he was kind of, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's a weird relationship, obviously. Oh. Probably. Same brother? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> then her grandfather dies from apparent suicide, so she's on her fucking Fuck. own. Yeah. After her divorce, she has tons of run-ins with the law. She's arrested for drunk driving, Florida prison for arm, arm robbery. She robs a liquor store in a bikini. The inspiration for the film Spring Breakers. There you go. She, she does it in a bikini. She gets the fuck out, drives away. Her car breaks down down the road. She gets caught. She... I'm, I know that she ends up being a very bad person, but she also has the worst fucking luck of all time, yeah. it sounds like. She is not mentally stable. Right. 
clearly. Um, Bikini paroled in 1983, returns to sex work. Around 1986, she meets uh, what would become really the love of her life, 24-year-old Tyra Moore. Uh, they meet at a Daytona Beach gay bar. In, um, she's a hotel maid. She, in the movie Monster, she's played by Christina Ricci. She does not look like Christina Ricci. <laughs> that was a stretch. Even when they cut all of Christina Ricci's hair off, she does not look like Christina Ricci. Yeah. But she's like a cute young thing, you know what I mean? Youth gives everyone good looks. Um, they meet, and Tyra's a lesbian. And weirdly, uh, Eileen's not really a lesbian. She just finally has someone who loves her for who she is. Yes, she wants to be loved, Yeah, for Christ's she sake. has someone who wants to stick by her. She has someone she can take care of. It almost seems like that's what she always needed, because she had had relationships with men in the past that so were all disastrous. Etc. Etc. They go home that night together, and they move in together. Um, and Eileen is really controlling over her, so she makes her quit her job, and she says she's going to earn money with sex work to take care of her. And Tyra didn't approve of it, but you know what I mean. Okay. So there's a book called Dear Dawn, Wornos in her own words. So this chick, Dawn Botkins, was her like best friend from when she was a teenager. And when Eileen ends up in prison, she just sends her like four letters a day of like it's crazy stuff. But they published a book about it. Um, so she she says to Dawn that when she was in a gay relationship she starts getting triggered by all these awful things that are happening to them because it's um, Florida in the mid 80s, lesbians, you know. Not allowed. Not allowed. So they say um, like one of the neighbors kills their pets because they're lesbians living together. Um, And she said it fueled the fire within. They couldn't find a place to live. No one would let them live there together. And if they did, they'd like raise their rent really high because they were lesbians. Um, So Eileen, feels like she has to hustle. Um, she carries a gun with her, and she's just really unstable. She starts hitchhiking, and she starts uh, stealing from people. Okay, so this is when her first murder takes place. November 30th, 1989, in Clearwater, Richard Mallory, he's a 51-year-old electronics repairman. He picks Eileen up outside of Tampa. She's just hitchhiking. Then she propositions him. He agrees. They pull off the road, and they drink and talk until dawn, which oh. is so weird. And again, this is all, this is all based on her telling what happened. Her Obviously, version, we yeah. don't know. Okay. Um, eventually, she shoots him four times in the chest and the back. She takes his money, hides him in the woods under a carpet, and takes his car back to Tyra. She tells Tyra that she killed this dude and took his car. Tyra's like, I didn't believe her. Um, So she says, I mean, no. Tells her she doesn't believe her. Uh, Then two weeks later, Richard's body is found in a wooded area in, and I wrote this phonetically, Volusia County. (laughs) Thanks. Now, isn't Fallujah in the Middle East somewhere? (laughs) After a six-month break after killing Richard Mallory, on June 1st, 1990, the body of David Spears, a 43-year-old construction worker um, in Winter Garden, is found... There's a lot of cities here. (laughs) Get ready to cheer for your city. Or any city you've ever heard of. He's found nude along Florida State Road 19 in Citrus County. 
He's been shot six times. Then June 6, 1990, um, Charles uh, Karskaden, he's 40, part-time rodeo worker's body is found in Pascal County. He's been shot nine times with a 22. 1990, Peter Symes leaves Jupiter, Florida for um, Arkansas. He is 65, retired merchant seaman who devoted much of his time to Christian outreach ministry. On July 4th, 1990, his car is found in Orange Springs, Florida. Um, And then so um, Tyra and Eileen are seen abandoning his car. And after they accidentally got in a car accident, Oh, and again? People, <laughs> she has so much car trouble. <laughs> Making a car accident, like people are like, hey, can we help you? And they're like, nope, and just run into the fucking wilderness because they're like, this car belongs. <laughs> she pries the license plate off with her bare fucking hands and they book it from this car. And the family's just standing there. Ma'am, ma'am, are you okay? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And so they're like, well, here's what she looked like. And, they, and at this point, they're like, what? We don't know why all these men are turning up dead with the same gun. They kind of know there's a serial killer at this point going on. So they um, find out the car has come from this, um, this guy who went, up, went missing. So they have their photos and the drawings in the paper at this point. And they get um, Eileen's uh, fingerprints off the car, which were on file because she got in so much trouble before. Remember the bikini thing? I sure incident? do. So they're looking for her at this point. So then she kills Troy Burris. He's 50 years old sausage salesman from <laughs> Ocala. Fuck! Ocala. What'd they say? Ocala. You were able to get Ocala out of the second, out of that? Because I knew it was one of two things. Okay. And I knew that I was probably going to get it wrong. They should put accents over these vowels that are so important. I mean, it would be nice. And then on July, so he, on July 31st, 1990, he's reported missing. And then on August 4th, 1990, his body's found in a wooded area along State Road 19 in Marion County. He's been shot twice. Charles Dick Humphrey, 56, September 11th, 1990, retired U.S. um, Air Force Major, former state child abuse investigator, and former chief of police. um, On September 12th, 1990, his body is found in Marion County. He was fully clothed, had been shot six times in the head and torso, and his car is later found in Suwannee County. No. Seems like you did it right. <laughs> or not enough people care. About that. <laughs> They're County. like, just say what you want. Yeah. We don't like that place that much, anyways. <laughs> Walter Antonio, age 62, he's a trucker, security Fuck. guard, police reservist. November 19th, 1990, his nearly nude body is found near a remote logging road in Dixie County. He'd been shot four times. Five days later, his car is found as well. So then. Finally, they're like looking for her. They track her down to a biker bar in Port Orange called The Last Resort. (laughs) Yelped it, still there. For real? Oh, hell yeah. And there's a picture on the wall that said like, Eileen Warnos had her last beer here. (laughs) Like they're into it. After party. You guys in? That's kind of nice. There's a bar somewhere that's like us. <laughs> a whole bar full of drunks that's just like, they were like, check this shit out. Are you freaking out? I'm freaking out. Let's all freak out. It's so good. 
Mm. Ah. Yeah. Okay. So they, they grab her, they find Tyra, who at this point was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here, Go, hadn't gone back home. Um, she, they find her and they're like, listen, I, we don't think you did anything, so you need to get a confession and we won't prosecute you. So she's like, all right, calls her, they like, have all these calls from the fucking motel, finally, Eileen's like, I'll confess so you don't get in trouble for it. So, but she did do help, right? It was like she aiding and abetting? She, I think that, she, she said she only knew about the one that, the first one, oh. and she didn't believe Eileen. She didn't believe the other 18? <laughs> she says Eileen did them on her own, never told her about them. Oh, okay. She was just getting cars and money. That's all she knew about. She thought she was stealing them. But wasn't she there when they ran into the woods after they got into the car accident? Yeah, but she said this car is stolen. We got to get the fuck out of oh, here. Oh, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, I just I don't buy it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so Eileen ends up confessing to all the murders in detail, but she, along with the help of her defense, claims they were all in self-defense that all the men had attacked her and tried to rape her and kill her. Um, Except she shot them six to nine times. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of them were clothed. There was no, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then this, the fucking trial blows up. Do you remember it? Like, yes. It got absolutely. huge, right? Yeah. Um, and people are trying to make money left and right off for books and movies. Even like some of the cops are like trying to get movie deals out of it. Um, and then this woman named Arlene Prail, she's like, I just saw her on TV and I needed to, I knew she was innocent. And I, I don't know if she's Southern and I needed to be friends with her. Yeah, it's the best voice. Yeah. Yeah. I just knew in my heart that Jesus, <laughs> you know, whatever. And, there, and she's like, and I needed to know her. And I think they had money, so she was going to like help her with, but she's like, and I wanted to talk to her, but the only way they could get into prison to talk to her was if you were related to her. So she and her husband Adopt adopt her. her. What the fuck? Can I tell you how excited I was when I heard that? today in the hotel. Yes. <gasps> I was just like, they're going to love that part. Adopts her. And this woman, not surprisingly, turns out to be a fucking crazy person and yeah. ends up making like $50,000 off of like, wants to do like an art show to like put up all of Eileen's drawings and stuff, is selling all this shit to the media. And Eileen later is like, fuck that bitch. Kicks her out of her fucking life. It's almost like a bad version of the blind side. Oh, yeah. It's like... If the blind side was a fucked up, super dark, like, yeah, oh, yeah. that sucks. <laughs> Bless her heart. Bless her heart, though. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so Eileen is, and you see these videos of her, and there's just, she's clearly a million different people. She's so crazy sometimes and so sympathetic and sad sometimes. She takes the, the psychopathy checklist test thing, which means which if you get 30 points, you're legally a psychopath or whatever, and she gets 32. Yes. <laughs> she passed. She fucking nailed that shit. She passed shit. the test. Eileen, it's the first time that you succeeded in uh, your life. They didn't like that. I, I, they really did. <laughs> Whose fucking side are you on? <laughs> They, they turned on you, man. <laughs> I know. Um, no, you're right, you're right. <laughs> she is diagnosed with borderline and antisocial personality disorder. And um, her love of her life, Tyra, ends up testifying against her. Ugh. Yeah, which she just like, did, I don't think she realized that she was um, turning on her like that. So, yeah. 
Um, and then she gets sentenced to uh, sentenced to death, convicted in IGG of first degree murder, sentenced to death, says to the jury as they're walking out, I hope you all get raped. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. You can't say that. No. <laughs> That's fucking horrible. Yeah. And the, oh, she says that when they convict her and then the next day they have to go back in for sentencing. <laughs> and she's like, shit. Probably like, have you noticed the borderline thing? Yeah. That's what happened yesterday. Today I'm fine. <laughs> Don't be mad about that rape thing, Don't okay, be mad. guys? Because oh, I was just upset. I take it back. I'm really, I can be that way sometimes. I, that's like when you like stand up at a table and like tell people off and walk out and then you're like, oh, sorry, I didn't get my purse. <laughs> I left my purse on the chair. Uh, have you done oh, that? Oh, I lean. I know. Come on. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. That's cheap comedy, and I don't want you to support me in it. Please. Horrifying. Uh, so after almost 20 years in solitary lockdown, on July 1st, 2001, at the age... Okay, when she was convicted, she was 36 years old. Hi, that's a year younger than me. If you see these photos of her, you're like, damn, that could be my adopted mother. What... <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Wait, did she do math and stuff? <laughs> no, really. Oh, yeah. yeah she yeah. was an al extreme alcoholic. Okay. Um, she says a lot of these things were done in blackouts. Alcoholic. Um, yeah. Math. Matthew math. All I gotta things. say, though, as a blackout alcoholic, <laughs> I didn't get anything done. So. <laughs> yeah. The idea that you'd be like propositioning a guy and getting him to then pull over, have some drinks and talk about, shoot him seven fucking times. Like, this drag him to the, the woods. Yeah. yeah. Wrap him in a rug. That's not happening. Okay, You're like... It's nice to hear because I always thought, like, maybe I'm just a bad blackout drunk. No. Because I don't black out often, but if I do, it's because I fell the fuck asleep. Yeah. Is that with blacking like, out? With, like, a weird taco on your chest or something, or <laughs> you're just like, oh, I wanted to have that at the time, well, and now it's taco? gross. Just a taco from Jack in the Box, I guess, oh, is what I'm thinking. Oh, weird taco. Or the not one a that... good taco. Like, not a... You didn't go to the taco truck and get a good taco. Oh. You were just like... <laughs> or the one that they have now with the egg as the taco. That's a weird taco. What is it? It's like a fucking... I just, I keep spitting. I spit so much this whole time. Okay. It's like an, you don't want to know. What? It's like an egg, like a, let's say a hard, or um, a fried egg. And then they use, use the fried egg as the taco shell. What for? <laughs> for breakfast taco. Oh. I don't understand. I've only seen photos. <laughs> is Taco Bell, I Is think. this like a, it's Taco Bell? Yeah, it's like their breakfast. Taco Bell cannot make eggs. That should not be legal. <laughs> That shouldn't, they it's can't also handle like, that. Whenever you see like an egg in, in like, nor, oh, it's not scrambled, you're like, oh, it's a real egg. I know this where this came from. Like, what did they do to that egg to make it look like it's in a real it's thing? It's fucking sawdust that's dyed white or something. <laughs> that's, I, how many people are going to die because of eggs at Taco Bell? Like <laughs> thousands and thousands. They're like, oh, we forgot to put those ones in the refrigerator. <laughs> For nine months. <laughs> Now they're babies. We okay. thought they kept. <laughs> we thought they kept. Okay. Shit. We should, I feel like from now on at the top of the show, we should go over any new fast food that I haven't heard of. 
because my mind is fucking blown right now. Yesterday, when we did, when we were in Tampa, and I was telling Karen, you've been there. You have an active serial killer, so. <laughs> Uh, I was telling Karen and everyone else here, uh, the audience, about a murder that ha- happened in Lando Lakes, and yes. Karen lost her fucking mind. I didn't know that was a real place where the butter came from. <laughs> I didn't either. I, I became legitimately starstruck by a city that produces butter. <laughs> I'm not putting you down because I didn't know till I was doing my research, and I was like, "What? That's crazy." <laughs> It's just, oh, God bless it. There are good things that happen in this world also. It's just nice to remember that you can have... There's a lake filled with butter somewhere in Florida. I love that. I love that. Put that on the positivity board. Put it on the positivity board next time. That won't get you fired. (laughs) Probably. Don't forget Land Lakes, everybody. Edward, get in here now. Stop using the positivity board. It was Edward. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, after almost 20 years, solitary fucking lockdown. Writing That's awful. Yeah. Writing Dawn crazy fucking letters for four days, four times a day. And these are bananas letters. Sometimes they're coherent. Sometimes they're not. It's really fucking sad. Like, for a moment, I hadn't really read about a lot of this. And for a moment, I felt really bad for her. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. She fucking killed a bunch of people in yeah. cold blood for no fucking reason. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, and okay, at the age of 45, she goes up to the state and is like, can we stop it with the mandated appeals? And <laughs> can you just kill me? <gasps> no. Yeah. She's like, I'm sick of um, all the fucking taxpayer money going to this. It's bullshit. And they were like, hey, remember when you said you wanted us to be raped? The answer's no. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was like, I, people, every time that I get, uh, that the appeals get overturned, some fucking bigwig politician gets like his bump because he fucking, um, keeps you know, her, yeah. keeps her in. And that's yeah. the guy who's hard on crime. And like, she's, she's kind of over it and crazy. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Um, so she says, she says, look bros, the, the murders weren't, in a, weren't self-defense. I fucking killed them because I, wor- I robbed them and I didn't want any witnesses. So they're like, okay, uh, let's do it. And so, at the, I'm paraphrasing. At the, <laughs> in case you were like, what happened to our legal system? Well, and because that in and of itself could be a lie. I mean, like, there's so, it's yeah. such a gray area. And she took it like, back later, but yeah, no, I don't know how to feel about her. I know. The age of 46 years old, October 9th, 2002, she is put to death. Um, she said on the stand that when she's doing this thing, uh, I kill again, I, I have hate crawling through my system. Oh. That's it, 2002. October 9th. That's Eileen, your girl. Wow. Fuck. She had it real bad, but there's lots of people that have it real bad. That's the thing. That is the thing. Yeah. Who wants a a jewelry box? (laughs) We we don't have one. (laughs) We have time for a quick hometown. We do too. Um, Tell them the rules. There's rules. Really quick. Let's just do some rules really quick. It would be nice if uh, if the hometown that you have is from Florida. Um, that's, it's just more fun, right? Because then other people can yell at whatever city you name. It's good if you're not so drunk that you lose your own place in your own story. 
but that's up to you. Um, and you can't read off paper. Those are the rules. So, so with that in mind, it's George's night to pick. I hate this so Don't torture them. Okay. You, right there. <laughs> oh my God. Uh-oh. Okay, but go over there, Vince. Vince is Vince right is over there. there. Here, bring him his sunglasses. How are you gonna get out? Yeah, just come over this. Oh, can she climb yeah, over? Yeah, let her come over. Oh my God. Yeah, save some time. Yes, <laughs> I love this. Yes. Right down there. Thank you. Thank you for that. I saw her face when you went, you can't be that. She was raising her hand, then you go, you can't be that drunk. And she goes, that's me. Like, she got so <laughs> excited that she wasn't that drunk. I'm right on the verge. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd she go? Uh-oh. Vince is like, go get my sunglasses. Like so much pressure. Where'd she go? There she comes. I She's see partying. shadows. She's partying backstage. Uh-oh. Come on, honey. Get out here. Hey. Kristen, Kristen, this is Kristen. Come over here. Okay. Stand on the magic rug. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Where are you from? Here, Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. Nice okay. hometown. Yep. Okay, so uh, this one is about my mom's best friend when she was like 20, 21. Um, she went over to her best friend Catherine's house because they were planning her wedding because she was engaged, Catherine. She was engaged to this guy um, named Keith. And when they went over there, uh, Catherine was missing because um, she had, I guess, to go and get hair dye or something, but she never came back. Um, she's, um, cops come and they have found her body um, in the trunk of the car. She's been beaten and stabbed. Um, and it turns out, I'm gonna make it pretty short. It turns <laughs> out that her, um, her fiance, Catherine's fiance, Keith's best friend, Danny, <gasps> Um, actually really hated um, Catherine uh -huh. and was in love with Keith. <gasps> oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, fuck. And, yes. This is a new one. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, and it, but it gets even better. Well, not better. Yeah. Worse, 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 better. worse. You worse, guys worse. get it. Definitely um, worse. <laughs> definitely worse. Yeah, definitely worse. Um, well, it turns out that he used to like make, or Danny used to make fun of Catherine all the time because apparently we find out what happens. Yeah. But he also used to call her the lazy pig. Like, she, he would call her a lazy pig all the time. That's not a fun... They found her car behind a restaurant called the lazy pig. <gasps> no. Is that here in Orlando, or it, was? Not any longer, but okay. yes, it was. Fuck, what what, a, what kind of restaurant was it? <laughs> I'm going to go with barbecue. Barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, wow. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> That's good deduction. Or something. Yeah. But so yeah, it was my mom. He did that on purpose, like to yeah. send. Yeah. No, it was a total Fuck. message sent. Um, they actually did not find out it was him until a really long time after. Um, with Jeff Ashton, um, he was part of the Casey Anthony. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He he um, he started a whole cold case thing in Orlando, and she was actually the very first <gasps> cold case that they solved. Wow. Um, so it wasn't until a long time after, but like what, how many we got years? our guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, how many years was it? Um, I want to say probably a good 15. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like, because this happened in the early 70s and they didn't find out until like 
more towards the late 80s. So. <gasps> Can wow. you imagine this whole time this, your friend's like, Keith's like fucking crying and his friend's helping him and then it turned out to be him I with, oh yeah. my God. Yeah, oh yeah, because right. he was, like you said, he was consoling and everything and... What a creep. Yeah. Fuck. That's And crazy. it was like definitely like a passion murder, like... <gasps> And what so, was her name? Catherine. Catherine. Her name oh, was Catherine. Honey. Which is what really matters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, so. that's uh, that was horrifying. Yeah. yeah, the lazy pig part is what creeps me out. <laughs> lazy pig is the fucking worst. Yeah. 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 Oh man, you would have loved that jewelry box. I feel bad oh, now. Oh shit. Because <laughs> I was like, what if we give it to someone and they're like, I don't want this shit. And then it's like, she would love it. Yeah, this is pretty cool. I'm good with this. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yes. Yes. Kristen, everybody. <laughs> Should we give her Vince's sunglasses as a gift? <laughs> that wow. was awesome. Yeah, wow. Well done. Oh. Uh, lazy pig. Keep your eyes peeled for the friend of the boyfriend yes. that's a dick to you. Just, yes. There's always something. Boys, don't let your friends be dicks to your girlfriends. And mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. That's, I would say that's more important. That's a better. Don't you think? Yeah. Fuck, Orlando. I mean that. Thank you. I feel like that went so fast. It did. That went really fast. What a fucking incredible show. Thank you so much for getting tickets, standing in line, doing all of this. Yeah, thank you for having us. Florida was not the state that I didn't want to go to. I wanted to come here because you guys just have so many murders. Yeah, I mean. So excited. It's crazy. The choices. It was an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. Oh, now you guys have to let Kristen sit down. But as she passes, tell her what a great job she did. Great job. We really appreciate you guys all being here, mostly because you are enabling us to have this be our only job, which is fucking nuts. And a dream come true. We're so lucky. Thank you guys for supporting us through this whole insane fucking thing that's been happening. It's crazy. And thank you for being here with us. And stay sexy. And don't! 